Geopolitics and Empire is joined by returning guest, former professor and author Edward Curtin. He has been writing on deep politics and other subjects for many years. His new book is Seeking Truth in a Country of Lies, which you can get from Clarity Press or Amazon. Good afternoon, Ed. It's been way too long. How are you doing and how is life in the new abnormal? Well, good afternoon to you, Hervoye. Um, life is weird in the new normal. It's been weird for quite some time, and I think it probably will get weirder still in the months to come. Yeah, it's going to be interesting where, <laughs> where we're going. Uh, so lately, I've been focusing a lot on COVID-9-11 and the Great Reset, as opposed to looking at other issues in geopolitics around the world, which I will get back to with the forthcoming guest. I'll be talking about Africa and the Middle East again. But I think many people agree COVID-1984 and the Great Reset is it. It's like someone holding a gun to your head. You need to focus on the gun and the person holding the gun to your head. I think it would be crazy to do anything else. You and others like yourself, some of your colleagues, Mark Crispin Miller, encapsulate the COVID operation very well in the larger context of history and deep politics. One can draw a line from JFK to 9-11 to COVID-1984. Folks like Robert Kennedy Jr. and Oliver Stone have praised your book, calling it a powerful expose of the CIA and our secret state. So, you know, with that said, the floor is yours. Try to help us understand, you know, what's happening today with, with COVID. You can touch on JFK, 9-11, or, or whatever you like. Well, I think what you just said is, is accurate. There is a direct link between the assassination of President Kennedy to 9-11 to what is going on now, which is, of course, the COVID uh, propaganda uh, enterprise, but much more than that, uh, a, a resetting of the world's economy. Uh, <clears throat> for more control for the super rich, uh, called the Great Reset, of course, by the World Economic Forum. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, the, the, the links, I mean, if you go back to, to 1963 uh, <clears throat> and the killing of Kennedy, ever since, as many uh, <clears throat> well-known authors have pointed out, uh, including Ray McGovern, the former CIA analyst. Uh, <clears throat> no American president has ever dared buck the military-industrial complex because they're afraid. Or they simply were put in there uh, by the intelligence services. Uh, recently, uh, Jeremy Kosimov of... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, the COVID Action magazine wrote a good article, an excellent article on President Obama and how his roots are completely CIA. So he would be an example of someone who was almost brought up from birth to, to become a U.S. president. But all of them have, have been afraid, and that's why the, the Kennedy assassination still to this very day is uh, 
not allowed the light of the day. Uh, Oliver Stone is coming out with a documentary. Well, it's out already in Europe, and it will be coming out here shortly in the United States, a documentary about uh, Kennedy and why Kennedy is so important. But if you go down through the decades, uh, and it wasn't just Kennedy, because uh, following uh, John Kennedy, uh, we had uh, Malcolm X, we had uh, Martin Luther King, and then we had uh, Robert Kennedy, who would have been the president. And the same people killed all four of these men. And, you know, they were sending a message. If you if you buck the military, if you buck uh, the war industry, uh, we'll kill you. It's really that simple. And if you look at all the presidents since, they've all buckled under. Uh, and Biden's just the, the most recent example. Uh, you, 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 you mentioned the Jeremy, who I've interviewed, and I'll try to find that article included in this uh, podcast description. But uh, just to get your thoughts then on, on Trump, I, I recently interviewed, I have yet to post it, uh, a former Soviet military physician who I have the same opinion as, as him that Trump uh, was also part of the military industrial uh, complex. Um, what's your thought on, on Trump? I completely agree. Uh, I think that this craziness among liberals about Trump is completely misdirected. Trump is part of the same system that produced Obama and produced Biden. And it looks to so many people, liberals especially, and, and, and conservatives too, that Trump is somehow some kind of alternative. He was never an alternative. Uh, but this is the great trick. I think that's the, the ultimate trick to convince people that uh, Donald Trump was some kind of uh, uh, he, that he came out of nowhere, so to speak, it completely false. Uh, so I agree with you. I agree with the analyst that you're referring to. Uh, he he gave the military an incredible amount. And uh then when he was leaving office, he said everyone should get vaccinated. It's just a big joke. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, you, you talked about JFK. So I think when a lot of people look at these events, they look at them as one offs uh, individually. And that that's I think that's a big problem because the way uh, I see it and the way you see it is if you look at the big panorama, you can see um a continuation. You can see a, a, a trajectory all the way from you know World War II to to the fifties to the sixties. You know JFK and these uh, deep state uh, assassinations. You know the Viet Vietnam War, which began with the false flag, Gulf of Tonkin, on and on, and and then we we get to nine eleven, and you know then we have this COVID 9-11 twenty years later, and it seems to me like nine eleven was the first phase uh, of an operation. And then 20 years later, like what's happening now is like act two. It's like the second phase of the same uh, operation. And they're just building on things. You know, we had 9-11 with the global war on terror and uh, the Patriot Act, um, which designates foreigners uh, a, 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 as terrorists. And now with what's happened with this so-called insurrection uh, under Biden in, in, in the U.S., now they're creating like a Patriot Act. 
for within America, a domestic, you know, war on terror to label patriotic U.S. citizens as domestic extremist terrorists. And then we have this biosecurity state layer that's building on, you know, the first surveillance layer that that, that came after 9-11 with the TSA and, and, and all of these things. And so, so what are your thoughts um, there on, on, on 9-11 and then how we got to here? Sure. Um, let me just go back briefly to the JFK issue. So in 19... Uh, 1967, the CIA comes out with this uh, memo to the, to their own people and to their people in the journalism world that you have to use this idea of conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorists to to denigrate anyone who who criticizes the Warren Commission and the U.S. government's uh, false story about the assassination of President Kennedy. And you still see this everywhere now. You saw it with 9-11 when people came out uh, and criticized the the 9-11 Commission report. Some people right from the bat, uh, right from the go, uh, said, hey, wait a second, there's something wrong here with the official explanation for what took place on September 11, 2001. And they were called conspiracy theorists. And uh, now anyone who questions the COVID uh, story is, again, a conspiracy theorist. So it's all conspiracy, 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 conspiracy. I noticed in the last week there was an article about this uh, uh, at The Guardian, which has you know turned to the dark side for sure uh, uh, ever since... Uh, uh, um, uh, Julian Assange uh, and 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 Snowden, and, and then since then they they've become incredible uh, propagandists. And there was something on the BBC also uh, in the last week, in the last three or four days, and they just com- they they repeat this meme again and again and again and again and again and again in order to quash dissent. And of course, the Biden administration now has directed their, uh, their agencies to look for domestic terrorists within the United States. And they've conflated uh, people who, let's say, uh, the January 6th event in Washington, DC with anyone Anyone who who dissents and and questions uh, the the COVID story and what it's all about and the vaccination uh, <laughs> propaganda that is is endless and w- will be will be endless. It will go on and on. Yeah, I I don't think this is working anymore. You know, as you mentioned that that. Uh, CIA memo from 1967. I've been. I've also interviewed Lance DeHaven Smith, uh, who yeah. wrote who wrote the book, who coined the term "State Crimes Against Democracy." Scad. People should get his book, uh, "Conspiracy Theory." And um, I don't think it's working anymore. And as you said, they're now moving from ad hominem attacks, just name calling us, to actually like putting in legislation to imprison uh, us uh, dissidents. So I mean, th- this is just like the start of it and and this is just this is typical in history of totalitarian 
regimes. I mean, it's crazy that we are actually like witnessing this now in our uh, lifetimes, but um, I, I don't think it's working. That's why they're they're going so hard with the censorship and alternative platforms and social media are, are sprouting up. You mentioned Guardian and there's the great website that your articles are featured on off Guardian. Uh, and I think there is a good number of people waking up, but there still remains a, a group of people that succumb to this propaganda that, that you talk about that's just repeated. And um, so then getting into COVID again, you know, what, what got you questioning COVID and, and, and what's going on? And you, you say it's going to go on for a long time. And, and, and I think so, too, because what happened on 9-11 and all of the legislation that came in after 9-11, they haven't repealed the Patriot Act. They haven't repealed, you know, the NDAA or, or any of that. They just keep building on it. It's never ending. So I don't think this is going to end. And this is actually more frightening for me because it's like a biosecurity state. And now they're actually limiting our physical movements. I can't travel to the U.S. Uh, now because some of my family is not a U.S. citizen. They have to be injected. And so we're, we're actually physically being uh, restricted, which didn't happen in 9-11. So, you know, dig a bit deeper in, in, in COVID. What, what's going on there? How do you see this? Well, to go back for a moment to 9-11, as, as I don't even like to use that term, it, it's shorthand, but it's, it's a bit of propaganda, as I have written um, uh, a number of years back, because it suggests we have an ongoing eternal emergency 911 someone's down someone had a heart attack someone had a car accident so we we you know 911 911 call 911 911 and so forth but the, the guy who ran the 911 commission report was a guy named Philip Zelikow Philip Zelikow is also the guy who in 2002 wrote the US government uh document calling for a preemptive war against against anyone, uh, which is an incredible document. So Zelikow was named to run the 9-11 Commission, which he did exactly. And they created this fictional uh, book, uh, the 9-11 Commission Report. And, and it is, it's, it's like it's a fictional story. Uh, from beginning to end, the way they wrote it. Now, Philip Zelikow has just recently, oh, I don't know when exactly it was, maybe in the spring of this year, uh, he was named to to head up a, uh, a COVID-19 commission. And he's involved with a lot of the, 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 the same people who were involved in the 9-11 stuff and the invasion of Afghanistan. For example, one commission that he's on, one group, Zelikow, he's, he's on with um, uh, Stanley Crystal, the former uh, general in Afghanistan, who some people may remember, uh, uh, who was involved with the young reporter who wrote about him, who died in a fiery car crash in California. Is it Michael, Michael Hastings, no? Yeah, Michael Hastings, exactly. Uh, so, so Zelikow is, but Zelikow is also working with Democrats. The former governor of Massachusetts, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Deval Patrick, Deval Patrick, 
the so-called liberal uh, governor. And and so they're all working together and they're working together with the drug companies and with the CDC and with the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and the Gates Foundation and the Rockefeller people. And it's very, very obvious if you do a little homework, but the story is so frightening i think to so many people they they don't want to do any homework it's 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 just too scary and then when the mainstream media they just keep calling critics names uh a lot of people are just afraid to 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 question it all but i i agree with you i think there is a growing sense that something's really wrong with all this that's, that we're not being told the truth. And a lot of people, I think, realize this and they feel like they're being bullied. But a lot of people, you know, get the, the vaccines and go along with it because it's their livelihood, their jobs, their families and so forth. And, and they're afraid. Yeah, the, they're the, afraid. The, that's an interesting point. I wanted to touch on that psychology because, you know, they've mm-hmm. painted for us this politically correct uh, system, right? Uh, as you mentioned, the, the politically correct in newspapers uh, and in, in our professions and jobs, whether it's education or government or, or, or corporate. And if you start talking like we're talking, you're painted as crazy and you can lose your um, job, your position. And I mean, for me, with that one thing that that's kind of interesting. And I've kind of always been the person where uh, I don't care. I will speak my mind if that will cost me my job. Uh, so be it. And I'm starting to see a bit more people now who are not caring anymore. As, as you said, they're seeing something is seriously wrong. Uh, I mean, this is this goes way beyond like 9-11. So uh, because now they're trying to <laughs> force medical interventions on our bodies that are not necessary. And so I, just to get your take on uh, on that as well, you know, the psychology, how how is life out there in the American Northeast, where you are, uh, how restricted is it or, or, or not? Uh, and h- how much are the people around you buying into the uh, official narrative there? <laughs> well, where I live, uh, I live in a very uh, liberal, uh, small town in, in Western Massachusetts, in the Berkshires, uh, Berkshire Hills, Berkshire Mountains. And uh, it, it's a very uh, democratic uh, area. And uh, the vast majority have bought into the whole COVID narrative completely. Uh, there are few people who are questioning it. I mean, I, I know them. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we talk about it and we're connected, but we're a very, very tiny minority here. And I think that's true in the state of Massachusetts uh, as a whole. Uh, it's a you know it's a democratic state generally, and on the liberal side, and uh, most people have 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 accepted it. I think the 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 link, the unspoken link that runs through all of this is fear, and fear of death. So if we go back to the 60s and, and you know, these great anti-war leaders that were all assassinated uh, 
Uh, and, and more than just the four famous ones, uh, there are others too. There's Fred Hampton. There's, there's a lot of people who, who died um, resisting the war machine or the empire. Uh, all those innocent people who died in, in Vietnam, uh, including a lot of soldiers who were drafted to go there and uh, kill people. They, they shouldn't have gone, but they did. And um, I'm not putting a, a lot of blame on it, all of them, for sure. But it was, uh, <clears throat> but it, it's fear. It's, it's fear. And it's fear of death. So if you, if you go from those killings to 9-11, 9-11 was like the ultimate fear event. And that's how, how they control people. It was, you know, you, the terrorists are coming to get you. They're all um, Muslims. Uh, and uh, beware, beware. What, what's interesting is that for the 20 years since, of course, there have been no such terror attacks in the United States since. And, we had <laughs> yeah, and, and the ones that have, I've interviewed uh, Trevor Aaron's an expert on this, who says all pretty much all of the domestic terror events since 9-11 were run by FBI uh, informants, who were, exactly. which were essentially false flag events. So there is no real, I would say, international terror threat. And, you know, just to go back on what you were saying that you, you live in this democratic state and, you know, I, I'm a conservative. And so I've always been skeptical uh, of the states and, and the government. But when I was young, I cut my teeth and grew up uh, reading a lot of uh, left material because I'm also anti-war uh, and, you know, pro-civil liberties and, and, you know, anti-surveillance state and all of these things and it's interesting you would think after a while you, you just described this big fear event whether it's 9-11 or COVID but okay maybe for a year or two or three or whatever but you would think people from left or right would kind of start to question things and, and wake up you know here we are two years later wearing masks I'm like seriously th three years later are we going to be wearing masks it's like all right for a month a, a few months six months but it's just never ending it's like I'm, I'm feeling people are not people are are not waking up. Um, and is the interesting dynamic with, with some folks on the left, like um, who are getting it. And then there's another portion of the left have just gone to some radical, crazy uh, extreme. And so I mean, what are your thoughts there? Well, that's, that's, that's very true there. Um, I think too many people, too many people think that there is this war going on between the right and the left. And so it's, it's, you know, Trump against Hillary Clinton, Trump against Biden, uh, the Republicans against the Democrats. And I think that that's a massive mistake. Uh, there are people who want to believe that that system is actually uh, true. Uh, because it makes them feel better. But both the, the conservatives, the Republicans, the Democrats, the right, the left, they're, they're all in the same game. And there are differences, of course. I'm not saying there aren't. But on, in the larger frame of reference, there are no differences. It's, it's the warfare state. Uh, and it's the war against regular people. And it's the rich against the poor. 
And this is the way it, it is. And it's gotten worse over the last 40 or 50 years. It's gotten progressively worse. Uh, you can't distinguish. I mean, Bill Clinton was considered, you know, a, a, a liberal Democrat. He was a Republican president. Uh, he waged endless wars. Uh, so did George um, Herbert Walker Bush, uh, former head of the CIA. So did his son. So did Obama. Uh, again, back to Jeremy Kozimov, who's been doing such incredible work this year, especially. But he wrote a book a couple of years back, great book called Obama's Wars. And it's all about the wars that Obama waged over his eight years. Uh, but people do not want to look at that. Uh, they just, they're in denial about it. Uh, and again, people are in denial about Trump and, and what he was all about. Uh, it's, it's one big game. And uh, recently I wrote an article about simulacra and uh it's it's like a big vi video game it's a it's a digital propaganda game and that's why they want to make our lives totally online all in <laughs> i mean we're online as as we talk of course and technology can be used for good purposes but when it takes you to this world of unreality, uh, which which it's doing. And in in to to my mind, the key to it is the cell phone. Yeah, th this was actually my next question. I think you were uh, reading my 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 mind, and you, and you were talking about it's it's not about left versus right. I think it was Orwell, Eric Blair, who said uh, it's not about left versus right. It's about um, you know those who want liberty versus authoritarianism. Now you know we can call it globalism versus those who want sovereignty, whether left uh, or, or right. And I think now we're forming into kind of one group, those of us that want freedom and the authoritarians at a global uh, level. And it's always been that you said the rich versus the poor, you know, this plutocracy, oligarchy, monarchy versus the peasants. And it's like they're trying to bring us back to this middle medieval um, feudal system, this uh, neo-feudal uh, technocracy. And so Cobra commander Klaus Schwab wrote the book COVID-19 and the Great Reset. The Great Reset seems to be the final destination. And again, you, you touch on this in a number of articles. Uh, I think last month you wrote The Banners of the King of Hell Advance, uh, where you write, quote, for the last 41 years, there has been a progressive dissolution of reality into a theatrical electronic spectacle, beginning with the push for computer-generated globalization and continuing up to the latest cell phones science neuroscience and technology have been deified cognitive warfare has been waged against the public mind the intelligence agencies war departments and their accomplices throughout the corporations media hollywood medicine and the universities have united to effect this end neuroscience and medicine have been weaponized the objective being to convince the public that they are machines their brains their computers and that their only hope is embrace that reality, uh, end quote. So if you could continue along the line that you were talking about the cell phone and, you know, what is this future they, they want for us, this crazy fourth industrial revolution, transhumanist uh, dystopia? Well, that's what they want. Um, but it's primarily a, an effort for total political control of of. And, and economic control of, of peoples all over the world. 
the uh, <clears throat> well, I think it is to 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 get us to think in disembodied ways, to think to think of ourselves, and, th and this is the the great trick of it all. For, for the last 30 or 40 years, the U.S. government, through the Defense Department and DARPA and all kinds of uh, um, universities and, and, and the high-tech companies and so forth, you can see it everywhere, have devoted, devoted enormous sums to brain research. And uh, children have been brought up, not just children, um, the students that I used to teach, many of them thought of their brains as computers. And if, if ever I asked them a question like, why do you think that, uh, it, 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 they, didn't, they didn't even realize that it wasn't or th there was an issue here because the, the, new, the media has been pushing this for a long time now. The schools have been pushing it. And so people think of themselves as machines. And it's it's a slow, slow drip, 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 which has brought us to this point with the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, and all that nonsense. Uh, but the ironic part is they they and and this stuff with uh, Facebook or whatever they're called it's called now, uh, Meta, Meta, I believe, uh, and and all of that. Uh, Crazy. I mean, the stuff is nuts. Really, it's it's so extreme. It's 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 bizarre. But this fear that I was talking about before, people are afraid. The presidents are afraid they'll get killed like Kennedy. People are afraid that all the Muslims are coming to get them. So we got to go and kill people all over the world. So we're, that's nine eleven. Now it's the fear of, of a virus that's going to come and get you and kill you. So the solution is to, to become disembodied, to exist in this uh, digital universe, to, 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 to live in this fantasy world. And I think it's, it's contradictory, but that's the point. They, they want people to be completely confused from day to day and over the years. And so I, I, I see it moving more and more. That's why I say this, the cell phone. Without that damn cell phone, uh, especially these smartphones, uh, none of this stuff would really work as far as I can see. You yeah, know, and and the cell phone, of course, is this massive distraction, where uh, as as everyone knows, but everyone's addicted to it. So they they've gotten people addicted to the cell phone. It's it's similar to the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, it seems it seems it's the key that the, the phone to this whole operation because that will that's what's going to hold your digital ID, your vaccine passport, uh, and that we, you need to scan the QR codes. So it seems the smartphone is the key component to control us in this technocracy. And so you know, if when and if they remove cash, the only way to pay will be with your smartphone. So that's like the key yeah. component. If if we can get rid of it, but now it's getting hard to get rid of it because now uh, I was at a bank last year and, you know, they usually give you a token 
you know, some physical token to allow you to access your account online. And they removed that. And they said, no, you have to use your phone. There's no other way. And I'm like, but what do you mean? And, and you know, so the, now you have no uh, option. And you, you mentioned the economy previously. And, you know, we see our economy has been hyper financialized and it's, it's on its deathbed. We are in the biggest debt bubble in the history of the world. Um, there is no free market that's long since gone. And everything's run by Wall Street, this, you know, this Wall Street elite oligarchy. And it seems that this old system has collapsed or it's about to. And then they needed a, a new game, uh, a new uh, system. And, I, you know, the, these interests are all interlocked, as you mentioned, the, the military, industrial, uh, big tech, Silicon Valley complex together with academia. Ray McGovern has a good acronym that's that's very lengthy that includes all of this the congressional yeah. complex uh, as well as Wall Street uh, of course and so you know how do you see the economy and Wall Street fitting into this and and because they're they're ultimately they're trying to commodify everything nature they're trying to own the nature and own our physical uh, bodies yeah for sure um, well the, the the economy uh, we we know what's going on now. Inflation is is uh, uh, getting worse and worse. We know uh, just in in the United States, but this is no doubt true throughout uh, a lot of Western industrialized countries. Uh, these these central banks in the United States, the Federal Reserve, uh, controls the money flow, and it's a it's a fix. It's 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 a fix, and the stock market is soaring over the last uh, year and a half, interestingly enough, uh, but it, it is unsustainable. It's, it's something's going to break. Something is going to break. It's, it's uh, without going off on a tangent, I, I guess I will a, a tiny bit here. It's like this confrontation with China uh, that the U.S. is pushing uh, that that's a really very 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 dangerous game, a dangerous game. One little accident and and uh, we're in a major world war uh, in that in that direction. But in terms of the economy, it it's going to crash at some point. I, who knows when? I don't know when. Uh, but it it can't be sustained. I noticed that, for example, in the United States. There are three major um, stock market indexes. There's the, the Dow Jones, the, the S&P 500, and the, uh, uh, what's that third one? Uh, the, the tech index. Well, again, I, I, I can't remember it, but um, it has doubled, doubled in about a little under two years. Doubled. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's a major, major bubble. And bubbles burst. And when they do, uh, and, and, you know, it, it, people, people are suffering. They've been suffering ever since this COVID thing, big time. I mean, before that, but since then, people are really suffering. And that's going to get worse. But they, I, I don't know. It's not a good picture. Do, do you feel it's going? Do you th do you feel this is going to be a a slow burn, like the next 
months, uh, years, you know, the economy declines, collapse, and, and things just kind of descend, you know, we'll just see greater poverty uh, in the U.S. and a slower growth of authoritarianism? Or do you think we'll see, as we have in history, because I've studied history and I'm always talking about this, we, we, we see radical uh, events that happen, you know, uh, in this context that we are in now, as you mentioned, uh, wars um, or a radical regime that comes to power, which can happen anywhere in, in the U.S. We could have like a, you know, Mussolini type, fascist, Hitler type uh, regime in the U.S. rise. Um, or people talk about some kind of civil war in the U.S., balkanization, secession. You see, I mean, w what do you see from here on out, you know, beyond this coming economic collapse and, and, and things like this? I, I don't really know. Um, it's very hard to predict. It, it doesn't, I, I'm not optimistic, that's for sure. However, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit optimistic because people are starting to, to, a larger proportion of the population is starting to realize that they're being lied to constantly. And it, it's, it, it's, it's lie after lie after lie. It's almost comical how, how, how much the authorities are lying. And I think people are getting sick and tired of it, at least. But whether they will ever, you know, speak up and enforce the issue, I don't know. I don't know what it will take. Uh, uh, the COVID stuff is going to go on, the booster shots, the booster shots. This is, you know, and it's it's an effort to, con to control. I mean, Biden has just announced that in January, all these companies are going to have to vaccinate all their people. And what will happen? I don't I don't know. I don't know how much resistance there will be uh, to, to it. Um, I wish I did. I don't have a crystal ball. What do you think we should be uh, doing? I, I just read that 65% of uh, blacks in New York are refusing to take the injection um, because, you know, I, th I think that they know what's going on. They know the history, especially of how what happened to black people and the medical experiments uh, on them. And, yeah. you know, just as black people used nonviolent resistance to build up the civil rights movement, and obtain uh, liberty. Some are saying that there may be a sort of civil rights movement 2.0 to push back against the COVID uh, medical tyranny, which is again attempting to resegregate uh, society. You know, what do we do? How how do we fight back? I, I know C.J. Hopkins, who I've interviewed, and I'm sure you have uh, read. He says we must every day do something, even little acts of resistance that. Uh, eventually, over time, you know, flutter and, and, and kind of build up and, and, and have an effect. So, you know, what are some of the best things that we can be doing right now? You've probably noticed that CJ um, has uh, moved from, uh, from humor or satire to seriousness because uh, he, 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 like me, I, I, I think he, is not overly optimistic about where it's all going. Uh, so I think the most important thing we can all do is to share uh, 
like we're doing here, what we see and what we believe with others. Hopefully that they they will listen. And people really are not listening too much anymore. Uh, that's my experience. Uh, they, they don't want to hear a lot of this. But other than that, I don't know. Uh, I, I know speaking for myself, I, I, I don't have a cell phone and, uh, and I never will. Of course, that makes your life somewhat problematic and it will become more and more problematic. But I'd rather it became problematic uh, uh, than, than adopt that device. Uh, then again, then we have the vaccines, uh, which I have not been vaccinated and I have no intention of being vaccinated. What's your thought on, so you mentioned boosters and the vaccines and injections, and by definition, they're not even vaccines. And we have a whole plethora now of experts and scientists saying like, this is not normal like this product you know there there were it takes 10 years to test this it just came out of the blue something is really weird with this thing and the governments are really like obsessed with injecting us with it which i don't need i'm perfectly healthy i haven't been sick why do i need to inject myself with this multiple times over it's really weird um uh, what are your what are your thoughts is it like just to make money some people talk about like a slow kill you know depopulation what do, what do you think? I, I, well, I think it's primarily a form of political control that if you can force people to put something in their bodies and that they will roll over and accept it, that is a way of controlling them. Uh, the, the doctors, many doctors, I mean, I, I, have, I have friends. I have a friend who's a psychiatrist um, who... Uh, uh, has given some talks online uh, about um, COVID. Uh, he, he's a, uh, obviously a medical doctor. Uh, he questions the whole thing. And his, his, uh, he just lost his job uh, and his license was just suspended. And this is happening to, to many prominent doctors um, uh, in, throughout the world. Who, who are speaking up and they're, they're being censored, their, their reputations are being ruined because there's a, a massive, massive amount of censorship going on right now. And uh, they're trying to crush these people, people who say, hey, wait a second, there are alternatives. There are alternatives. If you just assume, if you just assume the reality of uh, of a virus, uh, there are, and and I think this is really very very important. If if you assume that, okay, why haven't uh, other treatments been allowed to be used to to help people right from the start? This was denied, uh, and it was vaccine, vaccines, 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 vaccines. And it seems very, very clear that there was a whole political agenda behind these vaccines. Yes, of course, the pharmaceutical companies are making a killing, absolute killing. Uh, and, 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 and they will, even though they're corrupt. 
Pfizer, you know, they, they it's a corrupt business. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head that slipped my mind. I, I think that is the first purpose. I've heard some other analysts say the same as you, that when a totalitarian regime comes into power, uh, it needs yes men. And so it needs to clear out all of the nonconformist dissidents, critical thinkers, and then replace them with, you know, 100% yes men. And it seems like that's the purpose of the vaccine to get rid of anyone who will, you know, stop and think and question the authorities, clear them out of the way, and then replace them with people who will simply be injected and, and do whatever the authorities say. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's very true. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Is, is there, um, I've kind of gotten my questions out of the way. Are there any um, other issues you want to touch on? Yeah, I, I, I would like to touch on the fact this, this death fear issue, which has been growing uh, in uh, the United States and growing uh, over the last, I would say, 40 or 50 years, uh, dramatically in, in the last uh, 15 or so years, where uh, uh, the, the fear of death, the fear of disease, the fear of, uh, the fear of everything. If, if people turn on the television, they listen to, to the news, it's all about something to fear. Fear the weather, fear bugs, fear diseases, fear terrorists, fear this, fear that. Don't forget this, fear that. And, and what's the purpose of it? Uh, the, the ultimate threat to people is death. This is what people, but at the same time, the belief in, uh, let me, the, the spiritual world has been diminishing dramatically over the decades. And, you know, there's been a bunch of, uh, over the last 20 years, best-selling books about atheism and so forth. And I think we're involved in, in, a, in a spiritual war now. And on one side, there are people who uh, are, are nihilists or nihilists, uh, and they believe in nothing. And they're, they're in, in love with death and death in all its forms. And the whole digital uh, mania, uh, the online mania, uh, this Facebook stuff, all, all, all of this nonsense is a, a technological uh, nihilist effort to, to, to suck people away from real everyday life. I remember when Fauci said, I hope we never, people never shake hands again. Now, that's a statement that that is madness. That is total madness. This was in two, last year. I forget when he said it, um, that they never shake hands again. Why not just, you know, don't even go near people, you know, don't have any human interactions because you might as well just live in a bubble. So I think, I think this, this spiritual element is really very, very important. 
Uh, and it has to do with death. And it has to do with, no doubt, probably, belief in afterlife. But that, that would take us kind of far out to, to discuss all of that. But I think that that is a big part of it. Yeah, and, and I think people who are spiritual uh, in, in whatever sense are, are more discerning with what's going on, uh, especially because they have less of a fear of death and caring less for their physical bodies, um, and they're therefore less fear and then better able to navigate and see some of the nasty truths and, and evil that, that we are up against, no? Yeah, oh, for sure. And again, that takes us back again to the 60s. JFK, he knew they were coming after him. He he knew they were going to kill him, uh, but he he went ahead, and and this is well documented now. Uh, you know, the, the the best book is Jim Douglas's book, um, JFK and the Unspeakable. But Malcolm X was the same way. He he was fearless. He was fearless, and and Martin Luther King, he knew they were coming for him. Uh, and then Robert Kennedy knew the same thing. Yeah, I've, I've got all, all the books here on my shelves. Uh, as, as you said, uh, the JF Kennedy, Unspeakable, James Douglas, one of the best. I've used it to uh, assign it in my university courses. You know, how about that? Uh, that probably got me into trouble. And as you mentioned, uh, MLK, right? William Pepper. Uh, he's written a number of books. How, you know, again, the government took out King and whole bunch of other folks, like um, I think General Patton, I got a book behind me that talks about how they took out General Patton and even the UN Secretary General Hammerskold. Uh, I think we can, there's an academic case, pretty much evidence that the same people took out the UN Secretary General uh, in 1961 uh, in the Congo. So absolutely. They, and, and I might mention there's a new movie out. Uh, I'm not sure how new it is. Uh, it was new to me um, about the killing of uh, Dag Hammarskjöld, and he is a very, very important figure, the Secretary General of the United uh, United Nations, really. But but again, he was he was a very spiritual man, uh, a very spiritual man, and all those people that we mentioned were fearless in the face of death. They they had courage, and you know, there are a lot of people, I, I think the courage is lacking today. I mean, there's some really wonderful, great, great, great people um, uh, out there who have massive courage. And uh, look what they're doing to Assange. They're, they're just mur murdering the poor guy. Uh, and they, they don't want to stop. Uh, but there, there are many people. But he's he's an, an important figure, I think, very important. I, I I think that's the key. What you mentioned, the the courage, and we just simply need more of that. More of people saying enough is enough. I don't care what the consequences are. I I'm not doing this. I'm standing up. And it's kind of like uh, D-Day. You know, the invasion on, uh, of Normandy. They can't kill. Uh, everyone and if we had enough people you know to become what do you call it the cannon fodder uh, eventually we'll break through we just need more people to to be courageous i think that's the key often in history 
we've gotten to that point and hopefully we see you know we we get to this critical mass of people yeah yeah and i think we we have to do it with love and care and compassion for for you know those people uh regular people who who don't agree with us and uh who who you know think otherwise about a lot of these issues they're not bad people and we're not the good people because those are the categories, again, the good versus the bad, the right against the left. It's not like that. It's way more complicated, far more complicated. So we have to do it with love and compassion and uh, just keep at it. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Never give up. Any final thought to leave us with? <laughs> That's about it, I'd say. All right. Uh, keep, keep, keep going. Keep fighting. All right. Uh, the website is edwardcurtain.com. Your articles are often featured on Off Guardian, which is a great website. And people can find you on Twitter at Edward underscore uh, Curtain. And get your book, Seeking Truth in a Country of Lies at Clarity Press. Is there any other website or project for us to know about? Yeah, well, um, there are other places that regularly print um, global research. I've been associated with uh, global, another great website. A dissident voice uh, is is another one that, uh, and and interestingly, to, to that uh, another place that again, this this goes to show that this transcends right and left. Uh, Lou Rockwell. Um, site publishes a lot of my stuff. Uh, and, you know, he's a, considered a libertarian uh, uh, and, and, and more conservative, obviously, than, than so-called liberal. But uh, I don't think those categories matter anymore. And if, if we, we get boxed in by them, we're, we're lost. Yeah, that's a great uh, website, Lou Rockwell. Way back years ago, I used to write some articles under a pseudonym for uh, Lou Rockwell. But you know, it's it's all about freedom. It's it's you know who wants the sovereignty uh, and freedom versus this uh, tyrannic these tyrannical systems that are putting uh, uh, upon us. So keep up the prolific writing, Ed. And uh, thanks for returning to Geopolitics and Empire. It was it's been two or three years. Hopefully, we get you on sooner again. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a great site and you're a wonderful interviewer. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast interview. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list through which you can receive an update of every new podcast as well as a long list of key news headlines once a week. We're being heavily censored. YouTube has deleted some of our videos and we currently have one strike Patreon has terminated our account, Facebook has restricted our page, and Reddit has been the leading posts. Our favorite social media channels are Telegram and Twitter. The best places to watch the podcast beyond YouTube are on Odyssey, BitChute, and Brighteon. The best places to listen to the podcast are on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Google, or on any other podcast app. To help keep this podcast alive, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and wherever else. Subscribe to all our platforms and leave a donation if possible via Subscribestar, PayPal, Bitcoin, or Ethereum. You can also find us on MeWe, Minds, Gab, Float, VK, LinkedIn, and Instagram. 
Thanks for listening.